1: Kaisers up, everyone. It's time for the latest and greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by your friends at WEEI Odyssey Sports and 2400 Sports. Today, we got Hart, we got Fitzy, we got you, and we got two action pack segments chock full of news, opinion, analysis, and so much more. We're going to be talking in our continued off seasonal positional preview today we're going to tackle linebackers a position that used to be the heart and soul of the bill belichick defense now in in an nfl where the position is dare i say not becoming extinct where the position is evolving the the patriots find themselves in a very interesting position because well dare i say there's really not many uh Great linebackers, if there are actually any linebackers left on the team, we'll gauge your interest rate on that position and what we think the Pats will be doing this offseason. And then it's what everyone's talking about around town. Uh, It's all the buzz. It's the return of the Six Rings podcast mailbag. And now we got Andy Hart in the mailbag for the first time in quite some time. And this should be dynamic. I got some zesty questions or a rainbow, if you will, of topics, Andrew. Um, You know, this is interesting. Here we are. It's We're recording uh, February 16th, 2023. They're not going to play football. The only football that's going to get played anytime soon is the Extreme Football League, XFL 3.0, which kicks off this weekend. Uh, no NFL for almost seven months. And yet here I am, just still as excited as ever to talk about the Patriots, um, who the hell's going to play linebacker this year, mock drafts, mailbag questions. It's unbelievable the way they just get their hooks in us and we are Cradle to grave suckers for the sport.
0: And despite going four years without a playoff win, raising tickets across the board at Gillette Stadium. Oh, how about, how about, but it's, you know, I thought, I saw that and I thought, Ooh,
1: be careful about that guys. I'm not sure if you saw what happened last season, but I'm not, I don't know if the fans are going to be too happy about that. However, it is the first time they've raised ticket prices since 2008. Funny note to that is in 2008, they're coming off. Arguably the greatest season in NFL, if not franchise history, little bit of a uh, sad trombone of an ending. However, I can understand the eh, little elevation in ticket prices coming off of the most annoying season since the Rod Ruster Dick McPherson era. You raise
0: ticket prices. Uh, Opti- Optics party one. What are we doing? Well, and it kind of puts in. And I saw Chris Mason, our friend at Mass Live, was the first that I saw. Uh, tie the two things together but that uh, Monday after the season ended letter that went out to fans like we're gonna put the best product on the field possible now kind of puts that in better perspective You, they were greasing the skids there for oh and by the way to put yeah. that product on the field we're gonna need you to pay a little bit more they're also playing a little bit of a bait and switch game in a number of areas including well parking is gonna go down so your ticket will go up but blah 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 you may not pay quite as much or so there's gonna be a little bit of that but um certainly as you say optics wise cuz i got to think there's probably some people who mm-hmm. just took the douche factor to a higher level by turning their visor around mm-hmm. um <laughs> there's probably some people like me entertainment yeah. wise i put out my poll how close do you think p- this team is to the super bowl that oh, what I'm-
1: what a level of engagement by the way if you don't follow them already uh it, if not for because you enjoy his trolling of the waters, him no. calling you you people no. and uh, whatever else no. uh the clapbacks and more no. at Jumbo Hart put out the poll, how soon do you think it'll be before the Patriots return to the Super Bowl what I mean everybody the first
0: two answers were like what two to four years then like zero to five or something like that uh, uh no, it was less than five um six to ten or more than ten. Yeah, and mm. anyone uh, the replies zesty, salty. There yes, I say, were. caliente. Yes,
1: pe- e- most of it was like anyone who thinks it'll be a- anything less than ten. You know, idiots is an idiot. Uh, a fanboy wears Pat's pajamas to bed. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I and I I have a different take, Andy. This actually, before we launch into our off-seasonal positional here, um, I I obviously think it'll be within ten years, and here's why. I realized, uh, in addition to believing in my firm commitment to the team and the team's firm commitment, like Robert Kraft said, with his little off-the-record breakfast this week, at this last week at the Super Bowl that Tom Kern talked about on our station, the email that went out the day after they lost in Buffalo. The team is committed. They will allocate the resources. You've got quality ownership that is continued, continually invested in the success of the team, the happiness of the fan base. And of course, relevance, because Robert Kraft, after being one of the bigger celebrity owners in professional sports, if not America, the last 20 something years, doesn't want to just be that guy that they're not sure if they want to let in behind the velvet rope anytime soon. The Patriots are kind of like the fancy new Steelers. Like the Steelers, like one of the things about Mike Tomlin is that he has never had a losing record as a head coach, correct? Yes. And they won there. They went to three Super Bowls. They won two. They lost one with Roethlisberger. But in the time since they've lost their since their quarterback aged out and now they're looking for their new quarterback, they believe they found him and won Kenneth Pickett with the tiny hands but the big heart. They're constantly never the best team, but they're never out of it. Like, they're always good-ish. You know what I mean? Like, I have a feeling, the and that's because of good ownership and a good head coach. The Patriots have a great head coach. Patriots have solid ownership. So if there's any team... Dare I not say North Star, but if there's a team to look toward as to who we might be for a while until we hit the jackpot and find a new wide receiver who elevates the team, a Micah Parsons on defense, or just have the greatest draft ever, it may just be the Pittsburgh Steelers for
0: your New England Patriots. Goodish. That's yeah. what we're left with. Goodish. I'm going good to be good. good. I never watched the show, but I know there was a show Blackish. Mm-hmm. And now the Patriots are goodish. I think the Patriots are, you know, good, good, yeah. goodish. Kind of like when we send our producer the length of these segments and forget to write down the actual time codes and just write 17 minutes-ish. It's seven, yeah, it's right around seven, right around means look right around, around in that area, you might find it in that general area. That's kind of where I think they're gonna be for a while. Yeah, I don't love it. And and to me, goodish is not good enough in New England, it's not entertaining necessarily. This is in title town, unacceptable. Well, but I would start with goodish in the NFL, I feel like the way the Patriots have. Um, done it in recent years is basically. Uh, last year there were some counter examples to this, but the whole idea of Belichick goes with like don't lose it. Like before you can win, you have to not lose, and a lot of teams mm-hmm. will lose and they'll make stupid mistakes and suck and penalties and game on the line. Whatever. Was he talking about his own team last yeah, year? Kind of. Last about year him? he kind of right. was. Yeah, last year, even with was. that, they were a goodish team. They were on the cusp of the postseason mm-hmm. last year. So they'll be betterish this season. <laughs> I, I would love for them to be betterish, but I still don't think they'll be goodish enough to be a contender. And that's where I wonder like the one in five people, I think it was like 18% that voted more than 10 years in my poll. Mm-hmm. Are those one in five people already, if they're season ticket holders, considering, you know what, do I really want to spend this money anymore to go to Gillette eight, nine times a year? put a full day in part, you know, set up my mm-hmm. tailgate for I'm um, parking in the, I'm parking in the free
1: lot, which means yeah. it's 75 minutes after the game. You know, do I really feel like spacking up the grill and having the aftergate if they lost 27, 20, like it's a commit. That's the thing. It is a, a, being an NFL fan is a commitment. It is a, it ma- is. like to go to the stadium. It is a financial outlay. You are planning. You have to basically say, Uh, beyond 8a to 8p we're talking like coordinating the tailgate who's bringing what um who's driving who who's the d who's driving to who's driving from there's so many logistics to sort out that to do that only for goodish i can understand the frustration of the foxborough mad fan
0: and now they raise the price because i don't know about you but that whole thing where you're like you have these various things that you either subscribe to or streaming services that just make their way through every month on your credit card. Oh, it's mm-hmm. 9.99. It's 9.99. Nothing no big deal. Whatever. I have recently downloaded an app that keeps track of those yes. things for me because you know what? They're starting to they're starting to build up and it's like, "Oh, well, that's why we can't go out to dinner. That's why I have to drink the cheap beer." But I also think when the 9.99 goes to 11.99 or 12.99, it po- mm. pops up in your eye and you go, do I really want that any, do I even use that anymore? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would be careful if I'm the Patriots. Now I know they haven't announced the exact numbers yet that hasn't made its way out, but ticket price increase could push some people to say, "Goodish is not all that entertaining. And I can watch the really good games at home and be happy and cheer my mm-hmm. team on. And so I- I'm intrigued by how this is received by Patriot nation in general, both in terms of their emotion, the optics of it. And then, Oh, wait, how much did it go up? Yeah, you know what? I'm good. I don't think you're going to be in the Super Bowl for 10 years. I don't really need to renew these. Let's see. The cost of a like a
1: really good beer on draft is the same as a, that really good beer in a four-pack that I can watch in my fan cave or my barrage or wherever I have things itemized and yep. uh, sorted out and decorated. I don't have to worry about, you know, I can swear at home. I don't have to worry about keeping with the NFL's clean fan conduct policy at the stadium. I, I get it. I love being at the games, but I also understand if there will be some trepidations about a potentially goodish team. And that's going to, this is a perfect setup here for our little preamble to the positional off-seasonal preview. And then of course the mailbag, because a que- two questions aimed just at this very topic pop up in the mailbag. So we're kind of like tapping into the zeitgeist, if you will, oh. of the Foxborough fanimal right now. Like we are, we're reading the room, which is good, Andy. Like, we're we're where we need to be. Uh, a couple other things before we get to off-seasonal positional preview. Uh, number one, will you watch any extreme football league this weekend? Do you do any of the auxiliary leagues? And will you be curious or, as you like to often say, intrigued to check out the startup, which is giving its third kick at the can this year with uh, Dwayne
0: The Rock Johnson, now co-owner and chairman of the XFL? Okay, so let me see. Saturday 40 and full sunshine, Sunday 46 and partly cloudy. Uh not great chances because mm-hmm. it sounds like I could be outside doing something, doing yard work, hanging out with the kids, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um if if I'm if my ass is on my couch and my finger is on my remote, I will absolutely watch. I am yes. not Same going here. to Seek it out. I'm not going to say. Oh, You're not putting a it. calendar reminder like Andy. Nope. Oh, what is that
1: chat GPT? Oh, you want me. Oh, you wrote a letter to me reminding me that I need to watch the extreme football league. Oh, chat nope. XFL. No, no. Uh, but it is all N- former NFL players as coaches. They look like they're real. Like they I, I bet this will be the best version of the football that you've seen of the three iterations of the XFL. It, had, it was making some momentum towards picking up some fans before COVID shut it down in 2020. I'll be curious to see if teams like uh, DC—was it Uh, the DC Renegades or whatever—the Washington team—they were building up a nice little fan base. The St. Louis Battlehawks were getting thirty-five thousand people a game before COVID shut down XFL 2.0. So I'll be curious if the if they can rebuild the uh, the show momentum, if you will, the uh, the throw momentum, if you will, to make a word about football and. Uh, a burgeoning fan base. And I just want to see how good the gameplay is as well. I don't expect it to be a direct talent pipeline, but also if I'm coming down off of like the high of the, of the NFL, like, okay, I'll just take a quick little hit of XFL just to like, make sure I don't get, you know, Jones or scratch too much. Um, So that's this weekend. And I would be honest. I think I'd rather watch the XFL 3.0
0: than the three point contest, the dunk contest or the all-star game. Um, not me. The no? dunk contest, yes. The dunk contest blows. Forget the dunk contest. Um, but the the sort of the festivities, the three-point contest, even though Jason Tatum's in there, despite being one of the worst three-point shooters in the NBA right now. He's the, the eighth best on his team. own team, and yet somehow he's in the three-point contest. And I get it. Star power, name, whatever. He has a lot of threes. He misses a lot of threes. He takes a lot of threes. But at least, um, at least you're seeing stars there, notable names for the most part. This doesn't belong in a football podcast,
1: but I feel maybe we'll do okay, this. this offseason. season. That's okay. Uh, maybe we can do this on our, our Fitzy and Hart coming up this Sunday on Weei. Would it be more fun? You know, like Food Network has these shows. They have the, you know, like Iron Chef, Beat Bobby Flay, all these cooking contests with legitimate Food Network stars, internationally renowned chefs, people you pay hundreds of dollars to dine and have petite bites of fabulous food. Then they have shows like Worst Cooks in America or, you know, like America's worst Mm -hmm. chef. Would it be more fun to watch a dunk contest with a bunch of people, like a bunch of people, like just, I got almost want to watch a dunk contest with people off the street or that have Instagram follows. And I would rather watch, I think, a three-point contest with like Time Lord and a bunch of dudes who can't shoot the three. Because all the, the, the whiffs, the bricks, the balls over the backboard might be more entertaining.
0: Well, I do think they could get more creative Yes. Um, sort of like the NFL has has tried to get more creative with the Pro Bowl and all the games. And I know somebody finishing results during quarantine, somebody did a horse contest. I, I think a game of horse for NBA All-Star Weekend would be fun. Um, I think that would be something where you could and and especially if you pitted um Steph Curry versus Rob Williams or like a big versus a small and how they mm-hmm. would approach it in terms of one's shooting everything, one's doing other stuff. Um, they could definitely. I thought you were gonna say chopped version of where, like maybe you you lift up the thing and it tells you what kind of shot you have to hit. Oh, absolutely! Something. I'm here for
1: all that. I think the food, the people over at Scripps Network are brilliant programmers with ideas yeah. galore. Food Network and NBA mash it up next year All Star Weekend. You're welcome. Signed, Fitzy and Hart, aka the Six Ring Bros. Uh, last note before we get into off seasonal. Uh, where Jesus. were you, uh, Andy? I know we have this, a 15-minute so so I know. Well, it's 15, a, now it's 50, its own segment on up. the podcast. Damn guy! How do you feel about, uh, or where were you when the Christian Wilkerson and Quinn Nordine errors came to an end? They've both been Uh-oh. officially released of all offseason obligations, contracts. They're no
0: longer held onto by the New England Patriots. This is for a- what they could have been. For people like me with eyes and, you know, expertise, this was not a big deal. For people like you, the frauds of the world, who once thought Christian Wilkerson was the second coming of Jerry Rice and once thought Quinn Nordine was the second coming of Sebastian Janikowski and one seat guys who actually were NFL talents at their position. This must be a tough, tough week to see those guys be told you're not good enough because you know why they've never been good enough.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for the empathy, Andy. Thank you for sympathizing with me. Like the, the sincere offering, the gesture, the emotional gesture is much appreciated. I think on behalf of a Pats Nation in mourning and grieving right now, we appreciate you. And we appreciate you guys listening to and playing along with the Six Rings podcast all off season long. That was a little opening Pats Pari for you there.